0: Think that's where the whole problem with echo chambers comes in because if I'm only surrounding myself with people that tell me things that sound sweet, things that sound promise you know, promising, nothing sounds negative at all, then I'm surrounding myself with the wrong people. It's the equivalent of having a yes man at work. If you know the work is done improperly and I'm asking you, hey, is everything okay? And this person's like, Yeah, yeah, everything's fine, everything's fine. And when the whole operation goes down, you know, I don't have anybody to blame but myself because I put that person in charge, just like everyone else puts certain people into their lives. So I'd much right. rather have somebody that's going to be brutally honest with me and say, hey, yeah, you're fucking up here. You can't do that. Versus, yep. yeah, go ahead and do it. It'll be okay. You know what? I'll do it with you. And then both both people end up dead. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, true indeed, man. True indeed. I, I'm watching out for those kind of people. Hey,
0: right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: need them around. Let me know I'm messing up. because I'm far from perfect, and I need some help.
0: <laughs> yeah, amen to that, man. So, yeah, you can go ahead and put a 45 and a 9 millimeter. It'll work. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had somebody do that at one of the ranges I went to. I was um, what was that? I think I actually picked up. No, I didn't pick up my Ruger there. I picked. I was just asking about 300 blackout. Yeah, I remember. I was getting ammo while I was doing the FFL pickup. And I asked a dude about, uh, you know, 300 blackout. And he said you could fire from a regular rifle. And I said, well, I read that you couldn't shoot 300 blackout from 300. uh, What was the other one? 300 uh, whisper, I think he called it. And I'll, I'm like, no, that doesn't sound right, because if you can't put 300 blackout in a 5.56, five, 2.23 barrel, then I think the same applies to firing it out of that rifle you're talking about. And he said, yeah, well, I do it all the time. It's perfectly safe. And I remember the other thing I asked him, I was asking him about the wild barrel, you know, the one where okay. you can shoot 2.23 and 5.56 five, out with no issues. Yep. And he said it was called a Wilde barrel. What? so
1: I mean it is spelled
0: with a y but uh what <laughs> it, yeah I I mean look I, I know there's a uh what's the guy's name lead singer of, of the black label society his name is Zach wild right he spells it wyl and then I don't know if there's two l's in, in his name but whatever that's how I'm looking at it like okay cool it's pronounced right. wild so if you're already giving me the wrong information and then you're making up these, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons fantasy names, <laughs> I don't know if I can trust you. Right. <laughs> I mean, a wieldy barrel sounds like it should be made out of wood with like a stone handguard and it shoots up <laughs> magical stars or something. It just, I, it don't sound, it don't sound trustworthy. Right, right. So... Like you said, you gotta watch where you get your information from and who you listen to. <laughs> yeah, true indeed. That's that's why I'm true. still alive today, man. <laughs> Damn, there's a lot girl. of bad
1: information out there,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the second, uh, you know, the two-way community. It's <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out. Yeah,
1: you see it in the post. You someone will post something, and there'll be x amount of comments, and most of the time. The majority of the comments are wrong. You're like, no, that's not true. No, that's not. No.
0: Right. You get that one person that's in their feelings like, I right, huh? that's wrong. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to just leave it alone. That's wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Why is it wrong?
1: You do your own research. Oh, Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people just repeat what they may have heard. And sometimes when you repeat that, you're not repeating it the exact way it was told to you, one. And then, two, the information might not have been good anyway. Like, you know, you might have gone somewhere and, like, yeah, the wieldy barrel, you know, and started, you know, (laughs) repeating that to someone else. Right. And and that's how it kind of works. And, like, getting your information from a random gun group is probably not a good idea, considering that most of the people in these groups, to be honest, just they don't don't have any training or much experience. They're not real shooters. And that's not knocking them. It just is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's the... The mindset of, like I said earlier, you purchase a firearm and you think you're good. Yeah. You can't. And I granted, I know I need to go to the range more, and I, I'm actually looking into getting training. The way my my uh, my bank account is set up right now, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: but I'm definitely going to look into getting tra- more training. As a matter of fact. Um, but you just got a lot of people that think that. Firearm's good enough, I'm good to go. Or, one of the things that I dislike, I got a laser on the gun. I'm good. Like, um, I got this red dot, green dot. All I got to do is put it on somebody, and that's it. Like, nah. Nah, there's there's a lot more to it. And I know that's that's typical noobish rookie stuff, but you just can't put... it. Look, I, I'm just cover the whole, the whole range. You can't put a scope. You can't put a red dot or a green dot on a handgun. You can't put a scope on a rifle. You damn sure shouldn't put a laser on a rifle or a handgun in my opinion. Um, I guess if you're special ops or something, cool. But, but you know, this is my opinion. I don't really see the point of a laser. And there's so many other things, you know. You shouldn't have your gun set, you shouldn't have, um, you shouldn't have a, a, you know, let's say a uh, AR pistol, right? If you have an AR pistol, but yet you've got like some sniper furniture on it, you shouldn't be doing that. It doesn't make any sense. Now, if you got some, uh, you know, some CQB stuff, some close quarters battle stuff on it, to me, that makes sense. And by no means am I a former military or anything. I'm just a regular civilian, but I, I try and study what I can. And uh, when I heard that, it makes a lot of sense not to put anything related for long shooting on short-barreled rifles because, number one, the dis- you might not be able to shoot the same distances out of a, a pistol as, say, you know, actual carbine-length AR or rifle-length AR or whatever you you might not be able to do that it's going to fall short and two it's, it's like if i put an acog scope on a, a ar pistol i to me that's kind of counterproductive i need quick movements so i can go ahead and point it to where i need to go i don't need to point try and zoom in focus on what i'm shooting at especially if it's literally seven feet from me so just small things like that and the laser i i definitely hate lasers i don't understand the point of lasers like I, it's you're telling somebody where you're shooting from, especially in your house. So you got a flashlight and a laser. You Number one, you should know the layout of your house. And number two, if you don't know the layout of your house and you're walking through the house and the person breaking into the house has now done some recon and discovered the layout of your house, you might as well just go ahead and set off some sounds and, you know, put your Put your uh, ringtone on high, walk through the, uh, walk through the house with a cell phone on, you know, just let them know where you're at, because that's pretty much how I view flashlights and lasers.
1: Well, there's a couple of things at play, I guess. Um, we just covered a lot. So, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> in, my opinion, in my opinion, when you have a pistol or like a, a pistol, like a SIG or, you know, uh, an AR pistol or anything like that, if it's for self-defense, it should be set up for a particular role. So whatever kind of accessories that you put on it should match that role. Like you were talking about, you know, your sighting system, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem always goes back to most people don't have training or don't really understand what they're doing, so they'll put things on that don't match, or like you see a lot in gun groups, they'll say, "Oh, hey, I just bought an AR-15. It's a 10-inch barrel or a 7-inch barrel. What should I put on it?" And whenever someone does that, I always my response is always, "What's it for?" Because depending on what role is for that's going to drive what you should put on if it's just a have fun gun then you probably don't need backup iron sights right right if it's your home defense or a backpack gun okay what engagements are you foreseeing that you might be in you know you might just want a red dot and you might want a magnifier a dot and a magnifier Mm -hmm. um because it might not always be a shot that you're taking you just might want a pid right so it really just depends on what you're doing um lasers lasers, I'm not a fan of lasers. Like you said, if you're if you're using night vision, you need an IR laser, that's a whole nother ball game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but most people are just using the visible laser. Um, lasers are really for positions where you can't get behind the gun. So if I have a pistol, if I have a handgun, and I'm working with some kind of ballistic shield, I don't want to poke my head out from around the shield to fire, right? So I can put the gun on the outside of the shield and use the laser as my aiming device, right?
0: Right. So, yes, yeah, it,
1: would work, it <laughs> would work in that sense. Right. Or if I'm in some kind of unorthodox position where I just physically can't get my head behind the gun because I'm trying to get under a car, whatever it is, the laser would make sense. Right. Yeah, um, I can, but I can outside sure that of that, sense. for the most part, it doesn't it doesn't have a big role because using it as your main sighting system, is actually slower than using your regular sights. It's slower than irons. It's slower than a red dot or a green dot, gold dot, whatever color you have. Mm-hmm. um so people just don't understand how to use it they they don't have it zero they don't know what that means as far as where it's zeroed, because that's going to affect your point of aim point of impact um they mm-hmm. just think if i put the if i put the beam on them no nah, it doesn't work like that um flashlights are important in my opinion for self-defense in low light situations because if you're not in a battle zone then you need the pid people have shot their cousin because their cousin came over drunk in the middle of the night whatever whatever right mm-hmm. um and like once you start taking low light training, you don't keep your light on the entire time. Same thing with your laser. You don't like it's not like in the movie where you come to the house with your light on the whole time or your laser. if You have one. Um, your light is only going to come on when you need to gather information. So you'll sign your light. You'll fl- literally flash your light on off. Right. Mm-hmm. Get information from what's in the room. Move <laughs> immediately move and then repeat if you need to. Um, but you don't just walk around with the light on because obviously that's you're a sitting duck. Um, but in self-defense, it's important to know what you're shooting at, or if, you know, to make sure that lethal force is warranted because you might win the gunfight and end up in prison for the rest of your life. Um, so it's just learning how to use those things um, in whatever context that you're in. So all of my, all of my self-defense guns have lights on them. Pistol or definitely the rifles and the pistols as well. They all have lights. Because half of the day is dark, and if I can't see you, that's an issue. If I if I need to shoot you, right, it's a self defense situation. I need to be able to see you, or yeah. I need to be able to see that the situation has changed and now I don't need lethal force, and maybe I could just control you with the light. Um, But definitely, it's 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 good to have if you know how to deploy. It. Now, if you're a person that thinks you can just turn the light on and leave it on, then you're in trouble, because <laughs> that's not how you that's not right. how you move.
0: it. and, and I think that's. I think that's why it kind of irks me a little bit. And granted, yeah, I've made these mistakes whenever I purchased my firearms, you know, I ended up, uh, my Ruger five, five, six, I put, uh, I did an episode about that. It it looks pimped out, but, (laughs) but after a while, I'm like, I'm, I'm putting a lot of extra weight on these, these firearms. So I think that kind of defeats the purpose of even setting the firearm up like that. Why am I putting this on? Why am I putting that on? It's almost like, uh, to go back to the AR pistol, uh, you know, example, if I put a bipod on there, like what's <laughs> right, it, it's kind of overkill. But like you said, it boils down to the training. Like, I, I didn't even think about the fact that if you're using a riot shield, you wouldn't be able to to utilize the actual uh, sights on a firearm. So a laser right. does make sense in that. Or, or if you're actually aiming um, from underneath the car, you know, obviously you don't want to hit a certain part of the car because it could ricochet or it could maybe set something off. I don't know. I don't know action movies right that usually happens but But regardless it's like I want to make sure that I'm hitting the the right target so that definitely makes sense but I can see them becoming more of a distraction to the people that purchase them because like if I if the average person goes out and buys a flashlight they're not going to do the flash like you said and then move to the next area they're probably going to have the flashlight on, especially seeing as how lumens are are a lot more extreme now. Right. Had flashlights on, keep the target blind, put the strobe light on so they can continuously blind the target. And then I guess go in for the kill or subdue the person or whatever. But most situations where you're subduing one person, I can guarantee you there's probably going to be another person out there. So boom, you just made yourself a target. So, but that's, that's the untrained mind, just like with lasers. Like you said, they're going to put the beam on them. Okay, cool. So I see the right. beam. I see what's going on <laughs> right. now. I can handle the situation. It's like you said, it boils down to the training. And if you're not willing to get training in order to learn what you're putting on your firearm, then maybe you shouldn't put it on there.
1: Yeah. And training will also expose what works and what doesn't like, even outside of the learning, how to use it, you could have something on your firearm and go to a training course and you're like, okay that's not going to work um case in point i went to um isi which is iron sharpens iron i didn't go this year i went last year long story short we're on the firing line and we're doing a weapons manipulation drill where you have to rack your your gun off your belt right Mm -hmm. and one of the brothers had his rear sight was kind of sloped at an angle so there weren't any sharp corners like no right angles so for him it was really hard to rack his gun off his belt or off his holster or off his boot or whatever because of the the contour of his or the geometry of his rear sight. So that yeah. was a light bulb for, for the brother, like, okay, I need to change that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not something you may have even noticed or even thought about until either A, you're in that situation and now it's too late, or B, you're in a training course, we're like, okay, okay this is where I should fail or it's okay to fail because this is where I'll learn, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just small things like that that you might pick up just by going to these courses, man, like, it's just so important. And shooting isn't intuitive, man. We, we're not we're not born with the... With the uh, the genetic memory to know how to shoot it's not like a lion and, and you know <laughs> it just yeah. it just doesn't work that way
0: like you're born with a set of claws you know how to use them for yeah, yeah. You, you're right you don't know have instincts that make
1: you a shooter you're right you're right it, and I always compare it to a sport shooting is like any other sport whether it's badminton whether it's the lacrosse football basketball tennis whatever once you start the sport, you can. I can go buy a tennis racket, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to beat anybody. <laughs> Who am I going to beat? Maybe somebody in the neighborhood. Maybe just just off athleticism, but I'm not going to beat a tennis player. You better leave I'm that five start. year old alone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know the rules. I don't know how to hold the racket. I don't know how to serve. I don't know how to be accurate to make sure my serve is in or goes where I want it to be or where where, where I want it to go. I don't know how to stand. None of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you you learn that from a coach. And it's the same thing with with shooting, but people just skip that and they just they just grab the gun and like, okay, I'm good, I'm good now. I have a gun. You know, they do their Al Bundy thing. I, I played high school football and I scored seven touchdowns, so <laughs> therefore I can do anything. You know, it doesn't work that.
0: Way. You know, with old
1: school. <laughs> well,
0: it is true though? You you know that that's the funny thing because um, you know. Like most people, whenever they purchase clothing, they purchase it because it's got a certain logo on it. It's got a certain name on it. So it's kind of the same thing in the firearms uh, world because you got people that are brand loyal to HK, Glock, Canik, Smith & Wesson, Ruger, uh, CZ, you know, and it goes on and on. Where do you think most of that brand
1: loyalty comes from? In my opinion, it usually comes from their first purchase. So if you're a guy that purchases a SIG as their first firearm, you're probably going to be a SIG guy. Unless you just have a horrible experience with the gun, right? Mm -hmm. Um, My first gun was a Glock. I turned out to be a Glock. I know the same pattern that's happened for guys with HKs. And and sometimes people do change. But usually it's that first gun. As long as they had a positive experience, then it's like, all right, man, you know, Ruger's my thing. I love Ruger. They, they They didn't let me down. People do the same thing with cars. Yeah. I bought a Honda that it ran for, you know, 300,000 miles or I bought a, a, you know, a Toyota and it, you know, you had that good experience and you're like, all right, if I buy another one, I'm getting the same brand. I'm not going to buy anything else because this, this felt good to me. This worked. And sometimes people get attached to the wrong brands, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Yeah, you're right about that. And, and I know for me, my first, uh, let me see, my first handgun was, it was a Canic TP9SF.
1: Okay.
0: And my first AR was a Ruger. Um it was what I could afford at the time, especially considering uh, it was what before March of 2020. You know, okay. actually a little bit around March of 2020, before the prices got too ridiculous. Um so I was like, okay, cool. And then I also got a Ruger EC9. And then the rest my other the rest of my handguns were two Canics. They got the SC Elite, they got a TP9 SFX, and then I ended up getting a Taurus, um, was it a, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a it's a 44 mag, I think. I, I still have yet to shoot that gun, but nonetheless, uh, the mechanics I liked. I liked the way they felt, I liked the way they shot. The Ruger, though, the handgun, I didn't like it too much. It was weird, it was... I don't know if it was the science or I wasn't holding it right, or maybe I just, I, I don't know what it was, but it, it just didn't really, it didn't seem like it was on point. And no, I, I know I needed more training, but I just didn't like it, especially the, the uh, magazine size too. Was, uh, after seven shots, that was it. <laughs> so oh, wow. yeah, but ironically enough, I, I love the PC charger. And I love the PC Carbine. The 5.56, I still feel I feel a certain way about it because that's a greasy-ass gun. I don't know what it is, but you could <laughs> okay. fry chicken with that thing, man. Like, even... <laughs> <laughs> for real, that's how greasy it is. Even even as it's in my safe right now, right. I can pull the firearm out, uh, extend the stock, and the buffer tube will have just glistening wetness on it. I don't know why. It's weird, and it's always it came been from the like factory, that. Factory
1: like that? Oh wow!
0: Every, it, pretty much everybody I've met that's had one or has one has said the same thing. So I, I don't, know what it is, but that's, you know, it's greasy.
1: Right. I guess that's how they they pack them at the factory. I guess you could always get some degreaser and try to, you
0: know.
1: No, I mean it, it it, off like this it, No,
0: I mean I've I've cleaned it. I've cleaned it. No issues make sure it was well lubricated. It's just greasy. I don't know what <laughs> it is. It's like fish fry greasy. You know, I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm not saying that when the um the rounds come out it's going to turn into mini fireballs or anything, but it's just it's greasy. I don't know why. I think it's just how they made it cuz my other AR doesn't do that. I can collapse the stock and you know, extend it just fine with no no layer of, of grease or whatever, but it's fish fry man that's all i can say
1: yeah that's crazy it's got to be coming from somewhere though yeah it's weird
0: i need to do more research make, on it
1: don't make me tell you.
0: <laughs> but but you know you you do have um some people that swear by high point and i guess that that kind of falls to the whole uh it is my first purchase so
1: i'm cool with it type thing yeah <laughs> i I'm not a fan of high point at all. It's better than nothing. I think they are more reliable than people give them credit for though, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Um, but outside of I have to have a gun right now, right now, and this is my only object, and my only option, there aren't many reasons to own one. Um, if you gotta get something right away, right away, then hey, you do what you gotta do, and then hopefully you can save up and get, you know, something that's gonna be higher quality or, you know, even you know, you can even put guns on layaway, which a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these gun shops you can, you know, put something on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you do not have to be yeah. all at once.
0: But Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, unless you have to have it right away, there's no reason to buy a high point.
0: Right. And to be honest not with
1: you
0: the... but... Yeah, right. But I think in a sense Taurus is kinda of starting to take over where uh high point was leaving off, uh at least handgun wise and was it a G3? I think that came out. It got some pretty good reviews Now, granted the safety on it was kind of questionable.
1: Yeah. But... Where would you let you fire it one more time or do something crazy? Like if you, yeah, I don't like Taurus either. I I put Taurus in the same boat as uh high point in that some of them are reliable. Yes. They have. no Taurus has a sketchy history when it comes to quality. They might be mm-hmm. getting better. I don't know. I don't want to find out. <laughs> um, I don't want to know, you know, for me, I, I need something to be vetted and actually military or some kind of combat or something along those lines. I need, I need documented proof that this thing, or they tend to be reliable because you can always get a lemon no matter what, what brand yeah. you buy, I like um, to but I need that track record. If It doesn't have that track record. I can't deal with it unless again, that's all you can do. And then my my argument against that typically would be, um, especially because it's like the G2C, you know, like those small guns, like you can get a Smith & Wesson shield for the same amount. If you want a small gun, you know, they're about the same price, and the shield is a tank. Or if you have a couple more dollars, get a cannon. Yeah, and, and I, you know, oddly enough,
0: I know Smith & Wesson is a pretty good brand, but I think I just get kind of tired of trying to figure out which Smith & Wesson are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the, the M&P. Which one? Cause you know they they just came out with an M&P 12, which is the only shotgun that they have as far as I know, and then yeah, you got the M&P handguns, and then there's the the M&P AR. So at this point, I'm like, which one are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, just
1: that's pretty you know, much like all companies. They all have their models, you know. And that's just their military and police line. I think the, I think that's what M&P stands for. I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, the. They're 2.0s, Those the M&P line. Their pistols are good to go. They, I mean, they make quality stuff. Yeah, I mean that's what I hear. I just people love Taurus, and I know a lot of people. Not everybody, but I know a lot of people are buying it because they see the price. And when you yeah. don't know any better, you don't know why two pistols that are two or three hundred dollars apart in price, they're the same size, they shoot the same round. Why one is necessarily better than the other? You can't see that at the counter. You can't right. feel that when you pick the gun up. Sometimes, sometimes you can feel. If you pick up a high point, you're gonna know. Um, but some of the other times you can't feel that, or you don't know, and you don't even know what to look for anyway. If you're a new shooter, or you're a new gun owner, um, so you might buy based on price. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do. And I'm not knocking anyone that that their budget only allows. My thing is, if your budget only allows that price, then buy a shield.
0: That makes sense. That has a much
1: better track record than than a Taurus does. Well, like yeah. I said, if you have a couple more dollars, Canik. Canick. Canic is one of the best bangs for your buck, man. You can't beat it. Reliable pistol, and you know, well, I don't know where they are now, but I know pre COVID you can get a canic for like three fifty.
0: Well, with the last uh the last series they came out with, which is the uh the Mete, and uh I don't know if you've seen it, but that uh SFX rival I think it's already come out in Turkey. And then on top of that, they've uh, they've come out with their own red dot for, uh, for the handguns. canic right now is looking really good. But the only downside of that is the fact that you have to wait on them to import what they come out with from Turkey to the United States. If right. they're even going to import certain things from Turkey to the United States. I don't know, but but you're right. canic more bang for your buck. Definitely worth it. Um, yeah. but I do hear rumor that if you get the high point, that's got the dollar bills on it, you might get a discount. Just a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how true that is. I'm
1: gonna get you a yeet cannon, man. Go ahead. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I've actually heard the rifles are pretty good though.
1: Um, they look weird, but people, I've heard people swear by them. I yeah. Just, my understanding is that their rifles, Like the carbine ones are, are solid. I've, I still wouldn't buy one, but I, you know, yeah, I don't. I think they are solid uh, firearms, but I, from my understanding, anyway, I've never shot one, so let me put that in there. I don't. I don't even think I know anybody that owns one, but from the people that I trust that talk about them, they seem to be okay. Um, but still, I'm. In my opinion, there's better options.
0: Yeah, when I mean, it comes down to protecting your life, I don't think okay is gonna
1: cut it. But, but yeah, I hear. Yeah.
0: You. I definitely hear, you, and I agree.
1: That's um, not the time when you want to cut corners. Right.
0: So, I know we talked earlier about brand stigma and um, whether or not we would purchase or not purchase certain uh, firearms based on it, but do you have an uh, interesting story regarding somebody's reason as to not purchasing a certain firearm due to stigma? And was it based on facts or was it based on their feelings?
1: Um... Hmm. To be honest, not that I can think of, because I usually don't ask people why they bought something. And then people in my circle normally, I try to discourage people from buying guns sometimes. Now, let me clear that up. Not your first gun, but just gun after gun after gun. Because what happens is someone has six, seven, eight guns and they have zero training. So it's like, all right. First of all, you can only shoot one gun at a time. And no matter which one you pick, you can't shoot it. And if you get a malfunction, you can't clear it. If you need to reload, you can't do that either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, what are we really doing here? Like, now, if you just want to collect, and you have zero interest in self-defense. And I have no issue with that. five thousand guns. But if, if your goal is self-defense, then continuously buying more and more guns isn't logical, in my opinion, unless you're getting trained.
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know in the beginning I was kind of guilty of that because um, at one point I was interested in the whole defense aspect. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, the more I kept looking, the more the gun started looking a little bit more um, appealing, if you will, to the point where I was like, oh, that one looks cool. I got to get I got to get it. I got to get it quick. Right. And I, ironically enough, that's how I actually purchased my, uh, my PC carbine. Because uh, around the time when the PC Charger came out, I mistook the PC Carbine for the Charger. And uh, it was extremely hard to find a Charger. So when I, uh, when I went on, um, I think it was AmmoSeek.com, and I looked by, uh, by gun type, I saw yeah. it and it had it listed as the Charger, but there was no picture. So I said, let me get it. Oh, cool. It's got a digital uh, camo uh, pattern on it, too. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Got that damn gun.
1: <laughs> like oh.
0: <laughs> I mean it was still cool and it is pretty good actually. It's uh it's accurate. I like it, but I, I had to quickly go back and uh find a charger and it was just mistake after mistake, but when I looked back at it the amount of money that I um spent on the firearms, I could have easily spent on training to the point where I could. I would probably be proficient in my one canic I would have had at the time, and my uh, my greasy ass fish fry gun at the time. <laughs> right. You know, it ain't pretty, but I know how to use it. <laughs> yeah.